I really do feel like, like, yeah, Becker is great because it gives me all the multiple choice that will really get me over the hump. But like the way that your materials have helped me develop a process and really get obsessed with this stuff so I can just get it out of my life, that, that really put me over the edge. Welcome to episode 38 of the CPA Exam Experience podcast from Superfast CPA. I'm Nate, and in today's interview, you're going to hear me talk with Anthony. Anthony is a, well, he's now a CPA. Yeah, he's a super fast CPA customer. And at the time of this interview, again, we recorded this uh, actually months ago because we we recorded a bunch of these and we're just publishing one every week. But at the time we recorded this, as you'll hear once we get into the actual interview, I believe he had just passed two and he had taken his third and didn't know about the score yet. And then he still had BEC. But I have confirmed with him. I mean, he let me know in an email that he is he uh, he passed those other two attempts. And so he is now a CPA. So congratulations to him. This interview is one you will not want to miss because I think that when we get going about halfway through the, I mean, we, we cover a lot of general stuff, but once it gets to Anthony really explaining his process, he gives one of the most clear and most coherent explanations of kind of the planting the seeds process, which is basically our process that we teach in the pro videos about how to move through new material. It's a process Again, just planting the seeds, what we mean by that. And as he explains his process, he just explains it very clearly, very easy to understand from start to finish. And uh, along with that, I mean, we cover basically all parts of the study process. But as I was listening back through this, as we were editing this episode, we've had several interviews like this, but he's someone who watched our strategy videos, which at the time, you know, you'll hear him mention the study hacks videos. And uh, that has now been the new and improved version of those is our pro course. So he is clearly somebody who watched those and implemented the strategies. And he really understood what we're trying to do or what you would be trying to do with the whole process from start to finish. And it obviously worked really well for him. Uh, Once he implemented these strategies, he didn't fail another section, as far as I can tell from the interview and from his email. And most of all, it's the explanation that you can hear him give as we get into the interview. And again, that's the nice thing about these interviews is as you've listened to multiple interviews where I talked to these past CPA candidates, a picture really starts to form of the key pieces of the study process that all these all these people were doing the same way or they had some element of doing you know these pillar things. So these pillar things, these key things that were part of their study process. And that leads me to our free training. You will hear him mention it a couple times. Again, like most people in these interviews and probably you listening to this, the first thing you really came across from us was our free one hour training where we talk through or we walk you through our our study process from start to finish. And we've since updated these trainings recently. So especially if you haven't watched one, make sure you sign up for one of these and watch this one hour training. It's one hour. It will save you months and months of time from trying to figure this stuff out on your own. And we've updated the training now recently to where we cover the uh, we cover the same study process. So the two the perfect two hour study session. But then we've also kind of expanded the training while making it shorter to cover these six key pillars. So 
a highly successful study process will have these six pillars. And you can do the six things, you know, in slightly different ways, but every successful study process will have some element of these six things. And that's that's the way we frame these uh, these one hour trainings. So go to our homepage at superfastcpa.com. You can register for one of those trainings. You can see it's like the main homepage thing at the top of the homepage at superfastcpa.com. Click on the link, view the upcoming times, pick a time when you can actually just sit there for an hour and pay attention because we cover a lot of stuff when we go through it really quickly, but it is very, uh, so it's very dense. So you need to be paying attention. But like I said, I'm not kidding or uh, exaggerating when I say this one hour will save you months and months of time. So just go to our homepage to register for one of those trainings. The second thing is our giveaway. We are running a giveaway in January. And if you're listening to this episode after January of 2021, we will most likely keep these going. So you can go to this same URL, but we are giving away these productivity bundles. These are some of my favorite items that like physical items that we're going to actually ship to you. We're giving away three of these bundles. There's three different ways to win one of the bundles. The key item is we're giving away three pairs of Powerbeats Pro, like the wireless headphones. I've personally gone through most of the expensive wireless headphones out there. The best ones or supposedly the best ones. These are by far my favorite. And then the other items, they all relate to helping you implement these strategies we talk about, mainly having these highly productive daily study sessions. And then the uh, the headphones, the idea is obviously one of the key components of our study tools are, are the audio notes and the idea of mini sessions, just constantly studying in small chunks throughout the rest of your day in addition to your main session. So these headphones obviously help you do that. So to see the other items included in each giveaway bundle, just go to superfastcpa.com slash faves. So F-A-V-E-S, faves as in favorites, superfastcpa.com slash faves. So getting back to this interview with Anthony, one of my favorite things that he says, let me look at my notes here. He says, the key thing that helped me was building a process that gives you a sense of accomplishment each day. Now, I could not agree more with that because if you've listened to other podcasts from us or read some of the articles on our site or attended one of these trainings, that's kind of a key component where most people that that struggle with the daily study process, it quickly becomes a very burdensome grind when you sit down and you're trying to put in hours of effort and you just feel like you're spinning your wheels, you're not really sure if you're making progress. So on the flip side, when you have your study process nailed down and you know exactly how you're going to approach every lesson the same way, it's just a set of steps that you go through the study process becomes motivating and you almost look forward to your daily study session because, you know, it's not this thing that you just dread anymore. And you know you're making progress and you're pretty confident you're going to go in and pass that next exam. So his quote, build a process every day where you get some sense of accomplishment, reading between the lines, you know, to be able to have that, you need to have a study process that where you know exactly what you're going to do when you sit down to study. You can't be sitting down and getting stuck on video lectures sometimes spinning your wheels, jumping through the different resources in your review course. You need to know exactly how you're going to approach every lesson, dissect it, move through and move on to the next lesson. So the best place to start again is with one of these free one hour trainings you can sign up for on our homepage at superfastcpa.com. But all that being said, you will find this interview very, very helpful. So make sure to listen to the whole thing. Let's get into the interview with Anthony. So I saw in your, on your 
you wrote you had taken two. Have you found out about those? Yeah, so I've taken reg and I passed. Um, I got that score back last week. And then I took audit um, last week. So I'm waiting on that score. So I'll get that back in, I think, three weeks. Awesome. So you're done with FAR and reg. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then I felt pretty confident about audit too. So hoping for the best. Awesome. Yeah. So BC is possibly your last one then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hoping, hoping it works out that way. And what'd you say you ha- you're taking it this weekend? Um, I'm taking it on October 12th. So I have, oh, okay. I think like two more weekends to really make a big push, but I only gave myself about a month to study for it. So kind of just going, going full go. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's the best way to do it. Uh, have you listened to any of these other podcasts? Do you kind of know how this goes? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Um, so I think I've actually listened to almost all of them. I think I oh, missed, yeah. like the past two. Um, they've, they've been really helpful actually. Like I feel like it's kind of given me like a mini community, especially in COVID because like, especially with my firm, like there, there are a bunch of people that take it, but just kind of being in this niche group of people who have bought your product has really given me some extra tips to push me like, past a passing score um so yeah i guess long story short i have listened to a few so i know the format um yeah nice. pretty comfortable knowing what i'm going into yeah okay yeah we'll just uh i mean we'll basically just kind of start now you know just talk about your study process and what it was like in the beginning so yeah so are you in public accounting or are you in between like finishing school and starting a job or no, so I've been in public accounting for two years now. Um, okay. I guess just another brief background. So I graduated with a double undergrad in accounting and IT. Um, so came out with about just enough to take the CPA exam. Um, because I'm in Texas, they require you to take an ethics course after your undergrad. So I had to take that, and then I had to take a research, research course as well. Um, so I started studying after my first business season. But yeah, okay. I'm still in public accounting. But you, uh, you did say you're in IT, right? Mm-hmm. Was that you yeah. on your note? Yeah, you're in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so I'm on like the IT risk advisory side. Doing so a lot you should of smash BEC then. Yeah, I'm hoping. So I was, <laughs> that was kind of like my joke to myself. It's kind of been a little bit of a grind for these past three, but it's like the last section in Becker's IT. I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to crush that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then, so when you started studying, yeah, let's just start there. Like you got a review course obviously, and you just mm-hmm. started going through lessons and, or how, how'd you approach it in the beginning? Yeah. So what happened was, um, I started studying after my first busy season, just going what you call like the normal way, like reading the lecture doing, I think Becker has some, uh, like, practice guided sim that they do and then you go right into mcq and that was taking me about like three hours after work that was a big thing i was doing after work as well um okay and i was pretty drained and yeah it was just it just wasn't working for me but at the same time um i remember feeling like really confident in becker's lectures because it's like underline this do this do this mnemonic and they're they give you all these little tips and tricks but it was especially for far, it was so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that I had to figure out another way to do it, but I just didn't really feel confident that I knew the material. And I feel like I was kind of stuck in that student's mindset where like I needed to do a lecture and then I needed my quote unquote homework, which would be the MCQs. And then one thing that I was doing as well is I was, I was going through the MCQs until I got every single one right. Because again, I was in that student mindset where like I needed to get a hundred percent of my homework so that I would be prepared for the test, which if you're just memorizing answers, that's not going to translate into results on test day. Yeah. And then ended up failing one almost expectedly, which I think was a big mistake as well. Kind of just went through the material, didn't really feel ready to go. And then just felt like I was just like, I don't want to waste $200. So I'm just going to go ahead and take the test. So was that, that, was that one far? Then, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Okay. And then retook FAR, and that was, I didn't really know how to approach the retake, so I kind of just was doing like random MCQs, doing SIMs, doing the practice, practice exams. That was right when Becker came out with this, uh, it was like this AI module where they said, if you just do this personalized review every day, like you'll hit everything that you need to hit, and you'll be good for test day. And the second time I took FAR, I actually did worse, mm-hmm. which was a huge like just it just crushed me and then gearing up for busy season i felt pretty defeated so i basically just gave it a rest uh through busy season i talked to a few folks at work and they were just like yeah just hold off until the end of busy season then give it another shot can i can i ask real quick yeah uh about the not to not about becker specifically but that's one thing i wonder about is is these all these courses are starting to say they're using like ai to tell you like Mm -hmm. what you need to work on and Mm -hmm. I mean obviously you know you said you retook it and did worse but when you were going through it did you feel like did you like how that worked or do you not even have a reference really of how you know Um, if it was effective or not yeah I mean it wasn't that effective but yeah so I think that gets to a greater point that I actually learned through your study process I think that AI tool and even Becker's final review just kind of throw the hardest things at you. And I'm assuming their logic is if you can solve this super difficult question, you can solve the easy one on test day. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, honestly, that just crushed my confidence. Like I was just, you go through this AI tool and it's everything that you're not really good at. And if you get a 10 out of 30 on multiple choice, it doesn't make you feel very good. You kind of got psyched out. I was like, I have no idea what's going on. And same with Becker's final review. So what I ended up doing is I process on like to the T. And I think it really helped me develop not only the skills, but like it helped me develop a routine, helped me develop some confidence and accomplishment every single day. Um, Because I knew once I put in that two hours, I was was on the road to being there. Um, Okay. And eventually it started really paying dividends. Okay. So after you... uh you failed the far retake that's when you found our training or what what was the first Mm -hmm. thing you came across with us yeah so it was actually i think i started picking up studying march of this like march 1st of this year my big audit client filed on uh february 28th and um it was a youtube ad actually yeah it was just like i remember you guys talking about the the mini quizzes and like the um, the mental math that would go into the mini quizzes it wasn't too overwhelming. It was just it really felt like y'all's material 
it really helped you nail down the concepts when you're not doing your, what I'll call it active studying, where you're sitting in front of your computer, yeah. pencil and mm-hmm. paper, grinding out multiple choice questions. So that, that's where I found y'all. Yeah. Okay. But then, you know, you mentioned doing the two hour session. So you, you uh, purchased our bundle or whatever, and you watched all the, the study hacks videos, the strategy mm-hmm. videos, and yeah. you kind of implemented that. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. And I think one thing that really hit off well with that was my tests for audit and FAR got moved numerous times because of uh, COVID shutdowns. Yeah. Um, and I think what really helped me get through and kind of breaks down this preconceived notion in studying for the CPA exam, if you review every day, at least what I found out, it doesn't matter how long you take because you're just constantly, constantly reviewing and reiterating those processes into your head. As opposed to if you study the traditional way and you're not reviewing, you only do one section once. Everybody told me at my firm, like, you have to do this far in a month and a half because if you take any longer, you're going to forget everything. Yeah. Um, but that's not really the case if you review everything because you're constantly, like, just putting those concepts right back into your brain. Mm-hmm. I think my far test got moved like two or three times and then audit got moved as well. Audit actually just got straight up canceled. And then Prometric ended up like just getting super backed up. And that's actually why I took reg next because it was, I had a two month period in between FAR and my next test. I, it really just helped, um, especially in these times of uncertainty, like really just make sure I was nailing the core concepts. I lost a bunch of your audio when you were talking about, so let's just go back to studying in the morning and just how that helped just the difference in studying in the morning. Okay. Yeah. So I think a studying while my brain was fresh and B just getting it out of the way at the beginning of the day was a big win. Again, just because my brain was kind of at a hundred percent capacity and then there was no distractions around it. It really was just a good opportunity for me to get my number one priority thing done first thing in the morning. And then anything else besides that, whether that was a mini quiz or flipping through some notes or even a full blown study session at night, that just ended up being a bonus. And that, again, my like comparing to the first time I took far to the time that I actually passed that sense of accomplishment I got by doing that two hour study session every morning, again, just really helped me boost my confidence and think like, all right, if I keep doing this, like I have a plan, I'm seeing quantitative results. I'm seeing my scores go up. Like this is actually going to work. I'm going to get together and I'm going to pass this exam as opposed to the first few times before I felt really lost. And I felt like I was just sitting down at my computer and like essentially just hoping for the best. Um, (laughs) Yeah. That's a good way of describing it. Yep. That's that. Yeah. That was basically my uh, experience the first time around with far. And then Mm -hmm. after that, well, you've heard the story probably a hundred times, but just out Mm -hmm. of necessity, I just thought, okay, if I had two hours a day to spend on this, what would I do? Mm -hmm. And it's, I think it's one of those things where it's uh, like, you hear those from those management books. They're like, you hire a lazy person to figure out a complex process because they'll find a better way of doing it. I just feel like that's Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) what I did because I was like, 
I spent seven hours a day on this stupid thing and still failed. So what, what can I do to pass and not spend nearly that amount of time? And yeah, it's just much more simple, but it's, it's also obviously more effective to just learning what you need to learn to pass on test day instead of, you know, trying to learn everything like you would if you were trying to earn a PhD in the topic. It's just, uh, yeah, a lot more simple approach, I think. Yeah, yeah, and that was a big thing, too, that I've um, kind of taken from your materials and just those study hacks. Is you just have to know how to, you have to know how to solve the problem. Um, and I think that's really reiterated by doing those, um, those 30 multiple choice, those random multiple choice questions at the end of each study session. Yeah. Um, because you do get to know the material pretty well, but you're also understanding. I think the biggest part for me was understanding how they're asking it and what they're asking for. Mm -hmm. Um, because if you just, if you just become super familiar with the way that they're asking the questions, you can almost always eliminate one or two of the answers and eventually get to the right answer by knowing the material that you're supposed to know. But just, just having a familiarity with the way that everything is written and the way that everything's being asked is also gives you another huge leg up. Yeah, that is, that is a huge point. There, there's just such a difference in understanding the theoretical material on a lesson versus the CPA exam questions. Like mm -hmm. it's like two different things. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, just like what you said. Okay. So those were, that would be your two hour session. And then uh, were you still going into an office at that point or had you gone all remote? No. So I've been remote um, essentially since March 1st. Okay. Um, which is, which has been a huge help because I've been studying, uh, either from six to eight or seven to nine, but um, depending on when my first meeting is mm -hmm. and then going through work. And then again, even if I wasn't, um, like you always said, like do your mini quizzes at the office when you're just like walking around or you're going to grab coffee or something, you still find yeah. breaks in your day where you're not looking at your, at your work or you're not in a meeting. So there's still times where you're, where at least I was doing those mini quizzes all the time. Or yeah. even when I would wake up first thing in the morning, another thing that really stuck with me from your materials was how often I'm looking at my phone. And yeah. <laughs> one thing that I did, this may be a little bit overkill, but when I was really getting into the heat of my studying, I would delete the internet apps off my phone and the social media apps off my phone. And I would move super fast and Quizlet into my like main app section of my iPhone. So oh, anytime yeah. I went to go click on Facebook or Twitter, Snapchat or Google Chrome, my CPA study apps were there instead. So I would kind of get myself into studying, which ended up working. It actually ended up building a really good process of whenever I was on my phone, the first thing I would do, um, I kind of made it a rule to myself that I would have to do a mini quiz before I did anything else. And that kind of stood, whether it was a work day or it was just on the weekend where I wasn't um, really that deep in my work. Yeah, that's, I, that's such a good idea. I mean, I, I did the same thing. I deleted uh, the games off my phone. Basically, all the, yeah, like you said, all the stupid time waster apps, I just got them off my phone while I was studying. And uh, back then, you know, 
I was using Wiley and they had a, just back then they had a very simple app and, and that's where they had a mini quiz. I mean, they had like a five question quiz. You just press the button, the first thing you logged in and, mm-hmm. uh, and now their apps all complicated and just, you, you have to pick 20 different things just to start one quiz. Um, mm-hmm. and that's just, yeah, I mean, that's what, that is exactly how I use that. I would use it constantly and I would force myself to do a quiz before I looked at texts or whatever I was opening my phone for. And it's true. You know, you, you get that screen time report on Sunday and it's just like, Holy cow, how do I fit in two or three hours a day on this thing? Um, yeah. Yeah. So if you're just using 20% of that time, even reviewing CPA stuff, and then again, just keeping it through, uh, kind of actively in your head all throughout the day. I think that just makes a huge difference. When I was studying, I just feel like using my phone, even though it seems like for something as technical as CPA material, you can't possibly be that effective studying from your phone. But I feel like that was like the key difference maker for me. I mean, and that's why I went on to create these like study tools specifically for throughout people's day is because that was just, that was like the game changer is just keeping this on the top of my mind all throughout the day. Yeah, definitely. And it was super helpful for me across all the exams, but specifically for FAR, because I would tell people when I was studying for FAR specifically, studying had to be at my table with a pencil and paper out, like writing down notes, working through problems. Cause those, those problems can get to, like four or five, even 10 steps, yeah. um, depending on what you're doing. And the way that you were able to break down the farm material, particularly into mental math, or just again, really hitting those basic topics, really helped me develop a solid base throughout my day, or just reiterate the, again, I'll call them the base concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really was something I was looking for, because in Becker as well, just like that Wiley app that you were mentioning earlier, I think you can run mini quizzes, but again, like for the far multiple choice questions, they were so in depth. They were so difficult that you really needed to sit down and write through them. Right. And even as I study for BEC, I found that too with Becker. Everybody says BC is so easy, but some of this material in Becker for like cost accounting is just really overwhelming. Like I have to have a few spreadsheets open, like working through various analysis, variance analysis and all these cost accounting principles. So even like just being able to take those questions and make them something that you can do on your phone, almost like you're flipping through flashcards was an absolute game changer for me. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. And that's my whole, I mean, that was like our idea with it is it's, it's not that revolutionary. I mean, you, you can't do full strength CPA questions like on your phone. If you're just standing in line at the grocery store or whatever, basically from your phone period. And so mm-hmm. it just seems obvious, like there's it, the, the type of questions that you're doing on your phone should be different, like simplified, but still allow you to, you know, practice concepts or simplified versions of calculations. And you're, you know, you're still practicing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, what about your note taking? Did you have a, like, did you do make flashcards or have a system for taking notes what, how did you approach that for things that you continually struggled with 
did you have like a system of putting things in your own words in some way? I did. Yeah. So what I would do, um, going back to my starting point is I would go through the multiple choice questions once and only once because one thing that I really got from you as well is using the multiple choice questions as a learning tool, as opposed to a, I guess like a progress point. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you go through 40 multiple choice questions, and this is a drastic example, but if you hit 20% and you take detailed notes on every single one that you got wrong, um, there's no need to go, there was no need for me to go through them, through them again because I was doing a 30, a, a cumulative 30 question multiple choice uh, testlet at the end of every section. And on right. the weekends as well, I was really just pushing cumulative MCQ. So my thought process was if I got a good enough understanding as to why I got it wrong, it would eventually be caught up in those cumulative MCQ uh, testlets that I would do later throughout my week. So in that, that first MCQ run through, I'll call it, I would take notes and then would take notes in my own words, very detailed. So I'd understand what was going wrong. And then I would only make flashcards based on stuff that I was getting wrong in the cumulative testlets. Gotcha. Yeah. That's a solid. Yeah. Yeah. Because my thought process was if I did a flashcard on everything I got wrong the first try, I would end up with 500 flashcards. Correct. If I only did flashcards based on what I was reviewing, that was something that I really needed to kind of etch into my brain. Um, So I would do a flashcard in my own words on Quizlet based on what I got wrong on those um, 30 multiple choice question testlets. And then I would review those throughout the day as well, along with the mini quizzes and the notes. And I think the flashcards were huge as well because it really just made sure that I was nailing the concepts that I was struggling with or just something that simply needed to be memorized, like some mnemonics, formulas, things of that nature that would really help me just get through the test um, easier. Yeah, I, I think that's the perfect way of doing it. I've since clarified mm-hmm. that in like these new strategy videos that we uh, okay. that we released recently. But yes, that's exactly because it's kind of a fine line. Like you said, you don't want to make a flashcard on every single thing. When you go through something the first time, it's all new to you. So it might mm-hmm. seem like you want to make a flashcard for everything. But a lot of that stuff is, is going to... Uh, solidify as you do the daily sets of 30 and your like the mini sessions and everything. And it's fairly simple. There's no need to make flashcards on it. It's just the stuff you continually, for whatever reason, struggle to remember or Mm -hmm. understand when you see it like the second and third time. So I think that's a, just a simple way of differentiating. You don't take, or you don't really make flashcards your first time through a lesson you save making flashcards for those daily sets of 30. And when it's like the second or third time you see something and for whatever reason, you just can't remember it or, you know, it's just confusing. Then you make a flashcard. That makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Lee, going from that, I guess two more things. What, how much did you use practice Sims in your, how did you prepare for the Sims in general? Like what, what was your approach for Sims? So I relied primarily on just getting through multiple choice questions and the philosophy that if you know how to do a multiple choice question, you'll know how to do it in a sim. Mm -hmm. Um, But one thing that I did do, and this was um, 
kind of an insurance policy for myself. Um, I did end up doing the Becker practice test. I gave myself an extra week where I can really nail some of those um, mm-hmm. on the weekends. So those were really the only sims that I did. And then I would also do the AICPA practice problems like the weekend before the exam. Um, yeah. So I would do the AICPA practice test where I think they have like four or five sims in there that are similar to what you'll see on the exam. And then I would do all of the AICPA multiple choice questions. Again, just to kind of validate that if I were able to get a 75 or above on those multiple choice questions, I should be able to perform on test day. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was that was really it uh, for Sims. Didn't pay them too much of mine, and I certainly didn't sit down and do eight hours of Sims on a Saturday or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, yeah, that's basically, you know, you want to look through them a little bit to see the format, but just know that the content is going to be so different on test day or, I mean, they're dynamic. Like that's the whole point. They could appear differently yeah. in different ways. It's more important to know the underlying concepts and have like a firm grasp of how it actually works. Yeah. And that was, that was really about it. I'm um, going back to your point about learning the format. And I think Surprisingly enough, across all of the three exams that I've taken, the format seems pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's one of those where you have to like choose text or just fill in numbers or the research question. Yeah. Um, another thing that I I would say about The Sims as well, sometimes if I really wasn't grasping a topic, I would go back and do one or two Sims specifically on what I was struggling with because it would force me to really break down the concepts from an understanding perspective and really force me to go deep into something that I wasn't understanding. But once I went through the Sims, I would watch Becker would also publishes these videos where they walk you through the Sims. But I think I did that like one or two times. Um, and then it was just after I had an understanding, it was, it was straight multiple choice. Yeah, that's exactly how I would tell someone to do it is you might look through the Sims for a given lesson. If it's all relatively simple, there's no point in really filling them out. You want to look for ones that are, you look at it and you're like, okay, I have no idea how to do that. So I should probably, you know, whether you try to fill it out or just submit it instantly and then rework it, you're just basically kind of reverse engineering the stuff you don't know. I mean, it's the, it's the same overlying or same overriding idea. You, Mm -hmm. you know, find things that, you personally struggle with or don't understand and put it in your own words, find a way to understand it. That's yeah. The whole idea. Okay. So that brings us to what did you do in the, for a final review? I mean, whatever you want to call that, did you save a week and just review everything or a few days before? How did you treat that whole thing? Yeah, so in terms of final review, um, I would usually try to work through all the material. So I'd give myself a week of just going through testlets. And what I would do there is I would actually bump up the number of multiple choice questions from 30 to whatever the exam had so far. I think it was 33, right? It was 36 or 38. But Mm -hmm. I would start doing testlets in that quantity just so I can get my timing down. Um, so knowing that I could get through a hard episode in 30 minutes and get a 75 made me feel pretty confident. And again, going back to the first time it took far, I was taking an hour to get through a Tesla. So really getting that number down 
and really just figuring out my timing was a big deal. But that was really it. So I would take about a week to really do those testlets in the form of the exam, take notes of what I was doing wrong, doing flashcards, and then just do it all over again until I physically couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. And then usually on the Saturday and Sunday before, so that was another thing I would always take. I always take my test on a Monday morning. Um, yes. And then I would usually take off like Thursday or Friday before just so I can have four or five days of really going at it. Yeah. Um, and I would just do eight to 10 hours of multiple choice, um, keep going through it. And then again, taking those AICPA practice tests the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, and one other thing I want to just kind of touch on is one way that I was really able to not have a cram set up. Like I was cramming um, the week before, but the way that I was really able to not have like this mega cram session before was by taking like periodic Fridays off the months leading up to the test. Okay. So like if you're, if you're working with your, firm and they really want you to pass this test hopefully they'll be open to this as well but i would take like i took like every other friday off during the summer and would just spend the time that i would be working studying so i really did feel confident going into that last weekend where it purely was a review session it wasn't all right i have three or four things that i have no idea how to do let me try and cram it in my short-term memory and get it done it truly was a review session just yeah really grooming myself to be ready for test day and that started weeks before, like the actual time that I was starting to do my review. Yeah, I like that. And and that should be, again, the the daily sets of thirty just solves so many problems. It's uh, yeah. it gets you just like we said, good at answering multiple choice questions. You get quick at answering multiple choice questions, so that you're not stressed out about them, wasting time on test day, and then. Uh, if you're doing those sets every day, you should get to the point, whether it's a week before the exam or a few days before the exam, where it is just review. You're not rushing to learn the last few topics or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Another thing too, about those 30 multiple choice question tests, like I think getting really good at the MCQs and being able to get them done at a in terms of time efficiency and getting a high score, I really only focus on multiple choice. And because I was able to score highly on the multiple choice on testing and get through them really quickly, it left me like two or three hours to yeah. just logic <laughs> my way and struggle through the Sims, uh-huh. which the first two times I took far, I think I took the entire four hours to do the exam. And I just remember really feeling rushed on the Sims. Yeah. Um, and just overall really nervous and feeling really strapped for time. And for bar, reg, and audit, I think I finished with like an hour and a half left minimum. So if you can really get good at doing the multiple choice questions, scoring high and getting them done quickly, you kind of have time on your side when you're doing the sim. So if you need to sit there and struggle through a sim for 20 minutes or even just take five minutes to catch your breath. Like you have time to do that. And it really, Mm -hmm. it really took a huge weight off of my shoulders. Yeah, that is, that's a, that's a huge point. Um, yeah, this, I mean, not all the Sims, some are kind of simple, but you will get some nasty ones for sure. And those ones, uh, 
they take five or 10 minutes just to read through and figure out what it's really even asking you to do. And mm-hmm. uh, if you're rushing and stressed out already, that's just not going to go well. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Awesome, man. This was, yeah, this was really good. Uh, we just, I mean, we kind of covered it all, I think. So if you were going to give someone studying your best two or three tips, even if it's stuff we already covered, like what would those be? I would say, um, I mean, easier said than done, but try to develop a process where you get a sense of accomplishment every day and you're losing confidence. I think the big thing that was happening to me when I took choir the first two times and failed, I didn't have a process and that led me to think that I wasn't ready for the exam. Mm-hmm. And especially like with my process the first time, I really just did what everybody else at my firm told me to do. Granted, they all had master's degrees in accounting from some pretty good schools. Like I have nothing but respect for them. They're some of the brightest folks I know. And um, it's, they're great to work with. Yeah. Um, Becker was enough for them and it wasn't enough for me. So it just, it felt like I wasn't, that I just didn't really have a, a process. And it just, all the advice that I was getting from my coworkers was, just nail backer, just do what they tell you to do. And it'll be good because me and the other 10 people that you work with all passed on the first try, <laughs> just doing what Becker told us to do. Yeah. Um, and so with that being said, that kind of leads me in my second point. When you're getting advice from people, try and figure out somebody who's in a similar situation as you, somebody who learns the same way that you do and take their advice with a little bit more weight because that will eventually lead you to your process. Again, just going back to some of the folks that I was taking their advice from, they had a completely different learning style than me. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe they're better test takers. Maybe they just had a better understanding of the material going in, but their process wasn't working for me. Um, and I think once I found the super fast community and even going back to what we were talking about before the recording, like how this, how these podcasts have kind of given me a sense of community and just taking tips and tricks here and there of other people that are having similar difficulties as me. Yeah. I think that really helped in refining my process. So those would probably be the two things that I would try and just, I guess, pay forward, nail process down. And as you're kind of getting your process down, find people that are having similar struggles as you and figure out how they overcame those struggles. And that will most likely lead to most refined process for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Those are great tips. All right, man. Well, we, uh, yeah, like I said, we went through it all and that was really good. And like you said, we get people find these interviews really valuable. So I appreciate you taking the time to, uh, be on the call and talk through the whole thing. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And based on what you're saying, I think, uh, I think you'll nail BEC and then you're just waiting What'd you say again? You're waiting on your audit score and you just have BEC to actually take, right? Yep. Audit score is coming on October 9th and then I take BEC on October 12th. So sweet. Hoping, hoping the end of the road is near. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you have the, yeah, you've, you've got the process down. You understand how to do it. I mean, everything you talk through is like the right way of doing it. So I think you're, you'll be good. But yeah, I mean, let me know when you pass or when you get your audit score and then when you pass BEC. Yeah, of course. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, yeah. I'll, so I'll, you know, I'll, 
I'll go back through and edit out the stuff that doesn't make sense to be on the episode. I mean, not that much, but just like this right now. Um, yeah. And uh, let's, Oh, the other thing was I will send you over that gift card and like in the next, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes. Is this the best email address to send it to? Yeah. The Gmail. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's it. Okay. All right, man. Well, like I said, I appreciate you taking the time. This is uh, as yeah, this was a good one. So, and good for you for, I think it's smarter people to look elsewhere, you know, for if something's not working, you know, to like find, uh, I don't know, find something else. Uh, I'm, I'm glad our stuff could make a difference for you and get you on the right track. And it sounds like you're just crushing it at this point. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. Um, but yeah, honestly, I don't, I think this was really what helped me push over the edge for far. And I knew that if I, I wanted to take far first cause I knew it'd all be downhill from there, but it, it felt like such a, such a steep peak to get to, to finally get over. But it, it's honestly just felt downhill from here. And now that mm-hmm. I have my process down, I'm using this material like all day, every day. It really just has been just mowing these down. So yeah, I really, really can't thank you enough for putting this stuff together. It's, I w- I was like on the brink of giving <laughs> up. I know, I knew I would never let myself give up, but there was a point where I was like, why am I doing this? Um, yeah. yeah. And this really just helped me get in the groove and it just, I, I haven't stopped since March. And I remember taking, I remember taking far the first time and just being like, all right, I need to take a break for like two weeks. I'm just so stressed. I'm so tired. <laughs> um, yeah. But now it's like, now that I have my process, I'm just, I take, I take like a night off. Like I, I'll take my tests. I'll, I'll chill for like that afternoon. And then that next morning, I'm just right back at it. Cause I, I just want to get this done. Exactly. That's how, yeah, that's exactly how I was. So yeah. Yeah. That's but, all good to hear, man. I'm glad it could help. Yeah. It's yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I really appreciate it. And yeah, I guess any, any tips going into BC or have you heard people talk like have this, cause everybody says BC so easy. Becker really does throw a lot at you and like cost counting and some of these uh, financial management topics. Have you fielded any questions like that? And do you have any advice like as I move through this stuff? Cause it, it does feel like it feels like the most math since far, which is pretty overwhelming. Yeah. Um, I think that it's moved. It's like, it's getting more and more it heavy, which will be a really good thing for you. Yeah. Uh, they're putting that's, a lot of that enough. stuff in there and then, yeah, there is the cost accounting stuff. There's the financial management or like the finance stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the, yeah, it's just, it's kind of interesting. I mean, I've had people, you know, I get, emails all day from people struggling with different sections or whatever. And, you know, far and reg across the board are the most difficult ones typically, but there are people sometimes that like can't pass BC. So it it really depends on somebody's background, but I would think for you, the IT should just be almost, you know, like anything you see on that, you're basically going to get hundred percent. And then, if you've been doing this process for everything else, those sets of 30 are just going to 
keep like your overall score is just going to keep going up as you do those every day. And you know, all the other stuff, taking the little quizzes on our app or reading the notes or whatever, listening to the audios. I just, yeah, I just, what do exactly what you described has been your process. You do that again and you'll pass it. Cool. Just got to trust my process, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be good. Cool. Um, well, thanks a lot, Nate. Again, um, your materials have been a huge help in me hopefully getting this done. So you're definitely one of the folks on my list that I need to need to send an email to once I get that passing score, that final passing score. I really do feel like, like, yeah, Becker is great because it gives me all the multiple choices that will really get me over the hump. But like the way that your materials have helped me develop a process and really get obsessed with this stuff so I can just get it out of my life that that really put me over the edge so i i definitely could not have done it without these materials so if there's anything that i can do to help promote just just let me know i'm happy to help yeah i appreciate it man and uh, again that's good to hear it is rewarding to hear that you know this stuff actually works for people i mean we i hear it a lot but these one-on-one interviews are yeah i like doing these for that reason Um, yeah it was it was worth every penny um and I remember something you said in your like little webinar. It was like, this might seem expensive, but it's no more expensive than you failing an exam. And that, that really spoke to me. And I haven't failed an exam since. So I, <laughs> this, this was worth, it was worth every penny. Awesome. Yeah. Let me know about your last two scores. Can't wait to hear it. Yeah, definitely. So that was the interview with Anthony. And again, he did end up passing those last two sections we were mentioning. He passed BEC and the other score that he got back after was a passing score as well. So he went four for four after getting his study process uh, figured out. He used the mini sessions all day, every day outside of his main study session. Like I said in the intro, he just really took the advice from our pro videos and applied it. And he really understood the process, why the steps of the process are what they are and you know it's just another case of it really working for somebody so let's see four things to end this episode so first if you've never watched one of the free one hour training webinars where we're going to teach you the perfect two hour study session and the six pillars that every successful study process has you can do that at our homepage at superfastcpa.com And then make sure to register for the giveaway where you can win one of those three productivity bundles, including the pairs of Powerbeats Pro wireless headphones. And then if you found these episodes helpful, please take a second to find the episode in the podcast app on iTunes or the Apple podcast app, leave a rating and a review or wherever you listen to these. And then if you have friends or colleagues that are also working on their CPA exams, just tell them about this podcast because I do really think, and I think you would agree that this is probably one of the most helpful free resources anywhere available for narrowing down and just perfecting your own study process so that you end up with a daily study process that works so that you're not just spinning your wheels for three or four hours a day and you end up wasting months because you keep failing sections. So thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.